Hi, I'm Lily of Lily's Chamber of Secrets, and I'm one of the, I guess you could say, leaders of this podcast, and we're all very excited to share this with you. Today's topic will be characters we hate and just despise completely. Um, so yeah, I'm Lily, like I said, and my house is Slytherin, and I'm not sure if anyone else is going to do favorite characters, but personally, my favorite character is Fred Weasley. <laughs> I'm Giselle, I'm a Slytherin. And I can't possibly f- pick a favorite character, but one of my favorite characters is Book Ginny. I think the movies destroyed mm-hmm. her character, but I love Book Ginny specifically. Hi, um, I'm Camilla. I'm a Hufflepuff. I don't really have a favorite character, but I do love Neville. Neville's, Neville's so Neville. Cute. He's a sweetheart, so I love him, but I don't really have a favorite character. Hi, I'm Rhea. I'm a Ravenclaw, and I don't have a favorite character, but one of my favorite characters is also Neville, because he's the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> Hi, my name's Virginia. I'm a Gryffindor, and one of my favorite characters is Luna Lovegood. She just, she's yeah. just so nice. All right, so Livy and Coco and Carolyn will not be able to join us today, um, but it's going to be fun anyways. So here we go. Um, I think Giselle wanted to speak first about our first character of discussion. So Giselle, take it away. <laughs> I would like to talk about Cho Chang. First of all, this is a little bit of hate on JK Rowling. Why is the only Asian character in the smart house and <laughs> named Cho Chang? That just does not sit right with me. Mm-hmm. So Miss JK Rowling, <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot here. Why did you do that? Second of all, yeah, on to Cho's actual character. She is so two-dimensional. She's like, (laughs) here's the thing. I do understand being really confused about Harry and Cedric and feeling guilty because Cedric had just died, but, like, also, why? Just why? (laughs) She really just said, I'm going to switch it up on my dead boyfriend and go for the chosen one. (laughs) No rooting for her. (laughs) literally i think that a lot of people on tiktok recently have been trying to justify cho and especially lavender too i think lavender is a little bit more justified than cho i think cho was that necessary to just (laughs) was that necessary your boyfriend just died i mean you should be grieving and you know even it's just polite even if you were like have moved past that point of grievance you know, it's just polite to allow yourself and others some time, you know, because maybe the other people around you haven't moved on yet. And they're still thinking about, like, Harry could still be thinking about Cho and Cedric. The other thing that really bothered me, and this is specifically in the book, um, Harry and Cho's relationship isn't a really big deal in the movies. But in the book, if you remember when they went to Madame Puttyfoot's, which is that little cafe in Hogsmeade, um... Basically, she just tried to force hers and Cedric's relationship onto hers and Harry's relationship and tried to do mm-hmm. the exact same things with Harry, even though Harry and Cedric are totally different people. And so mm-hmm. it was just weird. And <laughs> if anything, like she's making it harder on herself. I don't know, man. Just Rhea, just... as a fellow, as a fellow Ravenclaw. Yeah, what's your take? <laughs> well, I, I do agree with Giselle. I feel like um, being the only Asian in Ravenclaw besides, like, Luna, because it, it just, it just kind of goes to show that, like, all Asians have to be in Ravenclaw, which isn't true, um, 
So yeah, period, <laughs> Giselle. Yeah. I don't know, man. I agree with Giselle, but like, she just didn't mourn Cedric the way she should have. She moved on so, so fast. My mm. poor Cedric just doesn't deserve that. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> That's why I hate her. <laughs> I agree with Giselle. I swear um, it's right. Yeah. You- I mean, I kind of just agree with everyone. I feel like she was also, she just had like her emotions, I feel like were very bland. Like there was a lot Rowling could have done to like complicate her persona and all, but she kept it like very simple. And I felt like that didn't really add much to the book. So I kind of feel like. And also, nothing really came out of the relationship for Harry. Like, he didn't gain any more, like, like he didn't gain any more character development. So I kind of found, like, that addition really unnecessary, and it kind of took away from, like, the whole Cedric thing. I feel like if they were friends, and if Cho was able to talk to Harry about Cedric, I felt like that would have been so much more beneficial as a, like, character plot and storyline. Wait, I just want to really quickly add to that. I completely agree. And that's partially what I meant by saying she was super two-dimensional. Also, the point about character development, I had never thought about that, but that makes so much sense. Because I do agree, in theory, that Harry should have another relationship before Ginny. Because, like, you're right. Like, you should have some growth and some, Mm -hmm. just an extra few things in there, some life lessons to be learned. But you're completely right. He didn't gain anything or lose anything through Cho, so that was just kind of like yeah. unnecessary. <laughs> kind of just uncalled for. Just there's a lot of things that we now know about J.K. Rowling, like certain aspects of her character that I personally don't agree with. That brings to light that she may have had other intentions with this Cho character. Just with you know, like we we're saying, like with the house and the name, it's just very all just kind of discriminatory in a way and I think that J.K. Rowling personally could have done better and I think Cho I'm not like dissing her character I just think that J.K. Rowling didn't portray her in the way that she should have been portrayed you know we should do Umbridge next I think <laughs> that would be I a big word for this oh my god <laughs> Girl, I think we all hate her guts She's just, although I will say, back to character development, she does add, like, such an important arc to the story, but her as a person, just the- Oh, she's a- (laughs) (laughs) We don't like You know what rule I personally hate most is the, what is it, like, no student may be within, like, eight inches of each other? Like, what Mm -hmm. am I supposed to do with five? Come on. Come on. What is supposed to go on there? (laughs) I just feel like a lot, yeah, a lot of the rules were, like, really stupid, and they had, like, it was just, like, what the heck? It was almost like she literally ran a dictatorship in the school. I thought it was, like, absurd. And then the whole thing, Quill, in the words, oh, my God. (laughs) That was torture. So bad. Um, So bad. That was. That should, like, literally be illegal. Like, okay, going off topic, but going off with like torture methods, what just goblet of fire, the second task. What the like, I don't want to swear on here, but like, like, basically, like making like passing out kids and then putting them in the depths of the ocean surrounded by like mermaids. Like, are you insane? Like, and they they were like fully expected, like, some of them to stay down there and like die. Like, they were like, oh, some of them won't get rescued. It's fine. Like, 
Well, they were gonna they were gonna go get them, but yeah, eventually, eventually, yeah, exactly. I see what you mean. They were putting the the people who were supposed to be saved in in danger. So yeah, okay, back on wait, topic. <laughs> wait, but I want to say, um, I saw this TikTok. I wish I could give credit to this person, but I have no idea who it was. Um, they basically just said that Umbridge is a worse or no. Sorry, Umbridge is a better villain than Voldemort, right? Because mm-hmm. you hate her more. A good villain is someone that you deeply just like hate. Yeah. Voldemort, he's not a very good villain. Like you have to admit. <laughs> I do. Worse. I mean, with the whole, I feel like the directors just putting Tom Riddle in there, young Tom Riddle, made everyone, especially now, just. I mean, people like just love Voldemort now. They like fetishize him. So, I mean, that's kind of, I can see where you're coming from with that. I do agree that Umbridge is definitely a better villain because everyone just despises her. And I feel like Voldemort wasn't even a big part in a lot of the movies. Like, Goblet of Fire, not until, like, the very end. And just, you know, like, Prisoner of Azkaban a tiny bit. Like, it's mostly just about, like, uh, serious. But it's just, I don't know. I agree. Umbridge is definitely the more prominent villain. All right, let's do... I feel like there's not much to analyze about Umbridge. She's just, <laughs> just an awful person. Bad person. We just hate her. We just hate her and that's it. Yeah. So I could just like let's go. Someone else this. suggest another character. I have one that could be like really controversial. Dumbledore. Oh, let's hear it. We love uh, controversy. Do it. Dumbledore. <laughs> yep. I think I think <laughs> Hey. Hey. He made some mistakes, but I will not accept slander on oh, my God. man Dumbledore. He never told Harry he was going to die. He put him in positions where he had no idea what was going on. He literally let him fend for himself. I personally love Dumbledore, but I'm just saying just for the sake of the argument, let's, like, argue about it, you know? Okay, I I can agree. Like I said, he absolutely made mistakes, right? Like, he Mm -hmm. should have trusted Harry a little bit more and kind of included him in more of the process. Although... I'm gonna defend him on telling Harry on not telling Harry that he was gonna die. You can't put that on like a sixteen year old. That's yeah, that's you're like impending. Especially with like, like all of the death <laughs> he experienced before. Just like oh, adding yeah. more weight. It's to trauma. That, it's, mm-hmm. it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he didn't do that more because he wanted um he wanted Harry to like not get upset about it and then not lose all of his motivation to defeat Voldemort or he mm-hmm. was, who must not be named. I don't know if we're naming him. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. The name only increases, wait, oh shit, I messed up the word. Fear of the thing itself. Fear of the thing itself. I think that there's I definitely two sides. I had it, I got nervous. I got flustered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's definitely two sides to this argument and I feel like I could definitely take both very well. But I think for the positive side, arguing that he's not someone you should hate. I think that it's just part of, he didn't tell Harry the things he like didn't tell him because he wanted to see him do it for himself. He needed to have that experience and that skill. He needed that, you know, eventually go head to head with Voldemort. And, but if you're thinking on the negative side, I mean, yeah, he's super old and wise and he's supposed to be this really wise guy. And he's just like not helping also a 16 year old. It's like Harry was helpless but he also needed to figure out how to do it on his own. So I think there's pros and cons to hating. And, and you know what I Dumbledore. wonder? I bet Dumbledore thought those same thoughts. And so he was trying to figure out a balance mm-hmm. between like 
giving Harry a background of what to do and also trying to help him grow and like figure it out himself. So I feel like that was, if we're talking like yeah. the actual character <laughs> of Dumbledore, I do wonder if those were some kind of an inner struggle of his. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that. a really good idea to point out. Like, I mean, he is known to be such a wise guy. Like, there has to be so many underlying motives for all these, like, controversial decisions he has. I feel like I agree with you. In the end, he was a good person. Like, as I said in the beginning, I love mm-hmm. him. Like, I think he made, he yes, he made some poor decisions, but they could have been, like, as he said, for the greater good. Like, that was his ulterior motive. He was also a very prominent father figure for Harry, too. And that's really important to his character development. Character, oh my God, I can't speak. Character development, of course. And I think that's also another big takeaway. You know, you can't just disregard Daddy Dumbledore. I mean, what? No. <laughs> um, Rhea, do you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. I think overall he was a good person. I don't think there could be a lot of cons to him but one person i do want to talk about is uh-huh. Peter. can we please talk yeah. about him? yeah like my gosh that woman is the most annoying tabloid writer i've ever met <laughs> okay she's she like a pedophile i'm convinced she's a pedophile oh, the way she is looks- the broom okay. closet i yeah, know exactly oh my god weird but adding no. on can we talk about you guys know like the theory where it's like J.K. Rowling is Rita Skeeter, but she, like, changed her name and all. That just seems, like, more true as we realize, like, how awful of a person J.K. Rowling is and how, like, awful Rita Skeeter was. Like, come on. Like, okay, but that's why there. Carolyn, that's why I took Carolyn's Hedwig theory idea, because why would J.K. Rowling make herself out to be, like, a villain? Like, if I was writing a story, I would make myself the hero, like, not the villain. Agreed. You know? Mm-hmm. But I guess I see there's certain aspects of that that make sense. It's possible that it could have just been like she paints herself in a bad light to steer people away from mm-hmm. the theory. That is yeah, possible. Exactly. But I also, I do agree. Like, I feel like she's, from what I know about her as a person, which is not that much, right? Obviously, I don't know her. <laughs> but I don't know. I just don't know if she would necessarily paint herself in such a terrible light. And because... I'm rereading the series. I'm doing my like every two years I reread the series. And so I'm at that time mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. I'm in, fourth, <laughs> I'm in the fourth book, which is where her character really plays a large role. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting here and like enraged all over again. Yeah. Because yeah. she's so <laughs> awful. But I know the descriptions are terrible. So it's just like I'm mm-hmm. not completely convinced that she would write those things about herself. Yeah, that's that's also very true. Um, I have someone that I really, really hate. I think possibly more than Umbridge. I'm kind of debating. I'm kind of building up to it right now. I'm taking my time. <laughs> all right. Are you ready for this? Percy Weasley. That's all I can say. Oh. It's okay. Let me, hopefully no one disagrees with me. He just... You know, the Weasley family is known for their bond, you know, like they're tight knit and they, you know, they do everything together and they're just, you know, like the family love is there. But Percy, you know, he was part of it for a while and then he gets the job of the ministry, starts thinking he can do 
whatever he wants. I don't want to swear on here. But he's a little, like, I'm going to bleep it out. I'm just going to bleep it out. He's a little... <laughs> and he, like, starts, you know, arguing with his parents and taking the side of the ministry. And it just becomes this whole big thing where he's unnecessarily causing rifts between his parents and making his parents feel bad and like guilty. And it's just, why do that to Mr. and Mrs. Weasley? And like Molly and Arthur, like they're so adorable. Like, and he completely destroyed, like, you know, there's that scene where Molly, like with the, oh my God, what's the word? When they're in the black house and the black family house and she opens the cabinet, um, this was in the oh, book. Oh, the Bogart. Bog I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she sees them all dead. Yeah. Like, she loves her family, but Percy just, like, makes this seem... He makes it so complicated. You know? I have a belief. And the belief <laughs> is that Percy Weasley is actually a Slytherin, not a Gryffindor. Because <laughs> I, I, I actually... I don't hate Percy Weasley that much. And the reason why is because I... The reason for his disassociation with his family is because he gets a bit of a taste of what it's like to have an important role at the Ministry of Magic, and he gets a taste for um, his boss, Mr. Crouch, what it's like to be kind of in a powerful position, and he wants that power. So I think he disassociates with his family because he's very ambitious. He, he thinks that they're going to tie him down. And he doesn't understand that being loyal to your family would be more, a, a more important quality in trying to get, you know, pursuing your dreams and ambition and everything. Because that is a very typical um, kind of Slytherin trait is just being very loyal, but to selective people. But I just think he didn't quite understand that. But I do, the more that I think about it, the more I feel like Percy was actually meant to be a Slytherin just because based off of his actions, he's not a bad person as most Slytherins are not bad people. He just sometimes went the wrong way in trying to get, in trying to pursue his ambitions and gain power. So, so new theory, Percy Weasley is a Slytherin. I mean, as you know, Draco is a prime example of, you know, tattling on other people. Percy and his little prefect. I'll bleep that out. Um, that's he loves. <laughs> you know, that's my point. Like he loves exposing. having that power of being prefect mm -hmm. and then having head boy. Him like sporting his badges. Exactly. Even in the summer, it shows his love for power. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> New theory. <laughs> All right, Virginia or I have yeah. another one. Creature oh. the house elf. I love creature. <laughs> hey, let's not disrespect any house health here, okay? No. Okay, but he, y'all, he hates Harry. Like, I feel like he hates Harry. Not at the end. Not at I the end. I love him. him. But still, in the but, beginning, he was so awful. No. I half agree with Virginia and half don't. Because I, I get, if you haven't watched the ending, then you're like, I literally hate creature so much. Like, why is he so rude? And, like, all the things he mutters, you know, like, it's just so unnecessary. And especially because, I mean, I don't, like, it's just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I, I understand the house elf perspective where it's, you know, they're, like, abused and they're, like, slaves. Like, I understand that takes a, a toll well, on someone. It's not okay. but support his current owner. He's not supporting mm -hmm. Sirius. He's supporting, like, the awful 
like Sirius's past ancestors, like the ones who were awful. And Sirius was kind to him in comparison to the past, his past owners. So like, that's why I'm just, Mm -hmm. I don't understand his point of view. Like, I agree in the end, he does get better. But like, as a person, I don't like, or like as a health elf, I don't like him because his morals just aren't there. And he's like, not like focusing on common logic. Like you said, contradictory in my opinion. Exactly. The one thing I will say is that take into account the family that he was raised by, I guarantee, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the lifespan of house elves are, but because they're a creature, I have a feeling that it might be, you know, there might be a little extra special long lifespan in there. I have no idea, but I just have a feeling that he's been with the, you know, who the Black family really is versus the outlier Sirius much longer So Mm -hmm. he would have been fed so many different ideas, which is why he kind of mutters those awful things. And I don't agree with what he said at all, but I do understand it because he is one of the house elves, unlike Dobby, who is just, he'll feed off of everything that his family teaches him. Dobby disagreed with the Malfoys, Mm -hmm. but he was still loyal to him because of his house elf nature. Creature was loyal to his family and also just completely devoted to their beliefs as well. So I feel like it was almost kind of brainwashing where he was just yeah Mm -hmm. and then once he was showed shown excuse me proper grammar (laughs) once he was shown some genuine kindness by harry because he was not associated with the black family he's not um a blood descendant it was kind of different and so i feel like that's what brought out his true character in the end Mm -hmm. what are our what are our opinions on snape why don't we go over I Snape? love Snape. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with so many, this. like, opinions on him. Like, obviously, at the beginning, like, I was like, ew, Snape, like, why would you do that? No. Mm-hmm. But, like, I ended up loving him because he just did it out of love for Lily. He did everything out of love. And he ended up protecting Harry in the end, and he made his promise to Dumbledore. So, I just love him. I love him. I'm sorry. Y'all can hate on me, but I love <laughs> Snape with all of my heart. I'm just extremely in between. I feel sorry for him. Like, I always, without fail, cry in that scene where he goes to the Potter's house and finds Lily dead. Like, it literally makes me cry. Oh my god, I know. Because I completely disagree with some of his actions towards Harry. I think he was having a very childish grudge towards Harry because of how he felt about James. Mm -hmm. But in the end, I do feel sorry for him. So I'm very, very much in between on Snape. Yeah, I think another part of it is just, you know, feeling bad for him because of how he grew up and just the constant, like, fighting between, like, the martyrs and, like, especially James and, like, Snape. And I just, I feel, I feel, I feel pity, but sometimes it's just not enough pity to make you feel bad, like, that he's doing all this stuff, you know? Like, it's not, all of it can't be justified, you know? gotta have a boundary yeah that's true also that's how i feel about draco not yeah. a baby <laughs> i kind of agree with that <laughs> on um on snape would kind of be like where Giselle's at i feel like although he did do the right thing in the end the way he got there was not the best way like i'm not saying you had to be the nicest and sweetest to harry but um kind of that grudge that he was holding against james um should not have been the reason why he was acting that way to Harry. So I'm kind of in between, but I do also like Giselle feel so- sorry for him in the end because it didn't really work out with Lily. 
but it's fine because I like James and Lily and Harry would have never happened if James yeah. and Lily were not a thing. I can you not. I saw this TikTok of this couple who dressed up like Lee and Lily and James Potter and then they had their baby. So they recreated that photo of Lily, James, and Harry dancing together. I cried, just like started sobbing. Something about that just like absolutely, it was I haven't even seen it. I'm going to start crying. Yeah. Okay. Should we end this on a Draco note? <laughs> I have another controversial okay. character, unless we want to end it on oh, yeah, sure. Luna's father. Because he played this idea that he would protect Harry and all of them, but then he goes and he solves them out. I mean, I get he was doing it so he could get Luna free, but still, I just think one person for three, I think that goes against Dumbledore's morals, that goes against, therefore, the morals portrayed in the book, so I just, I was appalled by that, honestly. If you've ever heard of the, the trolley, the trolley scenario when it comes to morals and ethics, where you're on a trolley, and I don't know, if, I'm explaining this for the people on the, the listening, the viewers, um, if you're on a trolley, and there's two paths, the trolley's out of control, you can't stop it, there's two paths, say so there's, like, five people, like, working on construction on one like path and just like one person crossing the road on the other side so it's five versus one you can't stop it you're gonna have to hit that one person because it's better that you hit one rather than five so I feel like that just kind of applies here you know better to say I mean I understand I mean there must be some kind of alternative path that he could have taken works with someone you know I feel like but I understand the daughterly love and fatherly love kind of thing at the same time um, so I'll end this on a Draco note really quick, and <laughs> so I wanted to go back to what Giselle said about, I think that I agree with her, I'm gonna have to agree with her, I think he deserves a genuine amount of pity, and because, you know, he grew up this way, and he doesn't know any different, you know, like, he doesn't know, you know, what's really, he doesn't have a good sense of what's right and wrong, because he's just been grown up to think that wrong is right and but it gets to a point where okay releasing a bunch of death eaters to the castle and killing Dumbledore that's okay that's a little far you know just you know <laughs> the other thing too um and I feel like we should elaborate more on the whole like Draco talk scenario in another episode but mm -hmm. I feel like he gets idolized by a lot of his fans in a sense that like they don't acknowledge the fact that if he saw half of us in real life he would be so rude to us right yeah. he's definitely a trump supporter he definitely would say the n-word because mudblood is like a slur yeah. technically right you know like it's a very derogatory term towards muggle-born like he would totally say the n-word and i stand by that and I, here's the thing, I had a picture of Draco Malfoy on my wall when I was little. I loved him, right? <laughs> and I do agree, he deserves some pity, and I did like his redemption in the book, but you have to see the genuinely terrible things that he did. Like, you can't turn a blind eye to those. Adding on to what you're saying, the redemption arc in the movie was basically taken away because we all know he was supposed to throw the wand to Harry, and JK took that out, which I despise her for, because that would have made that last movie, like, oh my god, that would have made it so good, but I agree with you, like, obviously we all love him, but he's, like, such a negative person, like, what he did was not okay, and although he started to realize after a while some of it was bad, 
he still just, he wasn't thinking. He like was not processing what he was doing to the point where it's almost like his actions were purposeful. He was an awful person, but like it was good. He did have some redemption. Rhea, can you move for a second? Like, I swear to God, I just saw someone in the window. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> there was someone standing there. Um, <laughs> I thought Halloween was over. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway. I'm, I'm messing with you. Sorry, Ria. I'm, I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> the open window opportunity, I had to take that. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so thank you for tuning into this episode of A Buggles Guide to Hogwarts. Um, it was really nice filming this with you all, and I'm really glad that we all got to talk about this. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.